Hey there, friend. We're happy to have you with us. Here we'd like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to help brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rendon. And I'm Amy Nawalai. And this is World of Hopes. So Amy, as we record this, uh, it is now May. And I don't know about you, but I am like struggling to uh, find where all the time is gone. Because this year is just flying by. Flying by. It really flying is. By. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had this exact conversation the other day. I can't believe that May is here. Like, how? How how did this happen? <laughs> I'm I am I'm I'm not handling it well. And I, I think that's mostly because May is my birthday month. That's right. That's right. You know, so it's the whole like getting older thing. <laughs> Like, I was like, wait, I just had a birthday, didn't I? Like, is this, we're getting older again? Like, I don't, I don't want, can we hit the pause button? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work that way, but yeah. Just buy your own number candles and then, you know, just be whatever you want. There you go. Choose your own number. <laughs> Take pictures of, pictures don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're saying you're turning 22? That's what we'll remember. It as. There you go. There you go. But yeah, it's it's ready or not, it's May. And um, here in Southern California, we're experiencing, you know, the joy of uh, it being like 95 degrees one day and 60 degrees the next. So yeah, it's the, the May gray with a couple like <laughs> really crazy heat wave kind of days thrown in for good measure. So good times. Good times. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, I know. I don't think the temperature swung as drastically as it has over there, but we've had a couple like, you know, mid 80 days followed by mid 60 days. So, but mostly, you know, I, I'm, I'm good. Like spring is definitely here. The weather's nice. So I can't complain really. You know, speaking of birthday months, this is the birthday month of our podcast as well. Later on. In May. Wow. Uh, we will have been doing this show for one year, which that in itself is hard to believe. Yeah, I, I'm I'm having a hard time believing that one, but yeah, a year. Yeah. That's crazy. Definitely, you know, time has just flown by. But uh yeah, we we've brought some hope into the picture, so <laughs> it's been great. It's made it fun, that's for sure. It has for sure. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, so. Yeah, likewise. And, and you know, on the topic of hope, let's say we inject a couple stories now. What, what do you have for us this week? Well, my story this week, <laughs> I feel like it's not really one story per se. It's, well, there's two two sources from which I'll, I'll be sharing <laughs> my perspective on this grand event. Um, it's more, um, it's a thing that brought hope. And I read these two articles about it and they made me happy. <laughs> so, this is an amazing buildup already. So I'm very intrigued. Are you excited? Because <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh, dear goodness. Okay. So you have to 
like live under a rock to not know how big of a Disney nerd I am, like how much I love Disneyland. I mean, and I would say the same thing goes for you. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 and I are kind of on that same level. It's come up once or twice in the podcast. Just, just yeah. a few. And if you go back to listen to our first episode, we describe how the name of the podcast yeah. is technically derived from a Disney attraction. So This is true. This is true. And part of a Worlds of Hope's creation is that, uh, you know, and I guess this is kind of fun to share since this is our podcast birthday month. But, um, you know, originally we were going to do a Disneyland podcast because we love it just a little bit. So (laughs) there was a pretty big event that happened uh, regarding Disneyland um, after being closed for 412 days. Not that we're counting or anything, um, but uh, Disneyland reopened uh, on Friday, April 30th. And we could not be more excited about that. I feel like, at least in my lifetime, it's the closest I'm going to get to what it was like back in 1955. The, the energy around everything on the 30th was just so cool to see. Yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. And that's, that's kind of where um, I'm coming at for today's little bit of hope. I found an article on Yahoo News. Um, it was an article originally shared by um, the LA Times, Um, written by Todd Martins um, this weekend. And it was just um, all about Disneyland reopening and how it's re-emerging as this beacon of optimism. He wrote uh, this one line that really stuck out to me. And it said, uh, Amid our new reality, in which the somewhat unpredictable threat of a virus may wane or rage with the seasons, at least one aspect of pre-pandemic Southern California was about to return. Our desire to go to a place that encourages us to dream. And I was like, yes! Um, and so I, you know, reading through this article and it was just talking about a little bit about the day and there were a couple pictures and, and I'm like reveling in, um, just hearing about, you know, they were capped at 25% capacity and lines were pretty minimal for the most part, the longest being, uh, the line for the newly refurbished Snow White attraction. And, and that was, I think the longest wait that they shared, but, you know, I get to the end of this article, I was like, oh, that made me so excited <laughs> to know that Disneyland's <laughs> open. And then, and then, and then I stumble upon a Mashable article. Okay. <laughs> um, Mashable uh, article by Anna Jovin, and it's entitled Emotional Photos of Disneyland's Reopening, Show Hope for Normalcy. And I was like, yes, amen. I need to check this out. <laughs> And so I'm scrolling through, (laughs) looking at these pictures, a lot of them taken, you know, right there on Main Street, such an iconic spot in the park. And it's just all of these emotional faces, people who are like having this misty eyed moment. (laughs) One of them was even a picture of um, a couple cast members and the one a guest relations cast member is like she's teared up and she's like wiping the tear away from her eye and I was just like oh my gosh girl I feel you <laughs> I feel you yeah there was just several pictures of people expressing extreme emotion 
high emotions, I'm sure we're all over that park. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anna wrote, while the fact that Disneyland is open and it uh, is exciting in itself, it's also a sign that nature is healing, so to speak. And um, I was like, that's like, I think that's it for me is, um, you know, realizing that even with the, the need for more progress, as far as, you know, we're hearing all these stories about um, coronavirus spikes in other places around the world, like in India and just the, the tragic increases that we're seeing right. um, in numbers of cases. And, you know, even, even here in the state, some of our case numbers are rising. But unlike last year, and this article even says that, I feel like um, there are flickers of hope like this moment. I get how some people maybe, if you're not a Disney fan, um, you might think it's a little bit silly to get this emotional over <laughs> a theme park reopening. But I think it, 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 it's like this, this post shares. It's just a sign of hope, a sign of progress. Aside from the fact that I'm super stoked that my happy place is once again open. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just all of that. For me, that's exactly what it's been, you know, and I know we've shared yeah. this a few times, but yeah, that's, that's why, you know, I mean, I, I was an emotional like mess on the 30th, watching all these videos and, you know, just seeing like how excited the cast members were to be back to work and just how awesome that is. But yeah, for me, you know, I got emotional because exactly that, you know, the Disneyland reopening is just symbolic of, you know, this healing, this sort of return to, you know, sort of new normal, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, compared now to where we were, you know, last summer, like it's just night and day, you know, and and I think the hope is alive now. And and that's to me what yeah. Disneyland opening its gates represented, you know? And it, it's not so much that, hey, like, I'm excited to go to Disneyland, you know? Because obviously I am, sure. But it's more like it, what it represents, you know? And, and that's what yeah. that's what uh, triggers the emotion in me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and just, yeah, it's just so wonderful that all of these people have been able to return to work you know that that's the that's the biggest thing here and I, I love seeing that as well yeah for sure and I think another aspect that just kind of warms my heart and in, in an interesting kind of way is uh, people's openness and ability to feel their feelings and express their emotions and not be afraid to do it before the pandemic here's a vulnerable moment for you. Um, I really had a hard time with um, kind of identifying exactly what I was feeling and um, figuring out like where those feelings were coming from and let alone expressing whatever emotion was like truly, you know, going on (laughs) in this crazy head of mine. Yeah, I I feel that. Yeah. But I think if the last year taught me anything, it's like learning this awareness of doing that, you know, self-care check-in where, you know, how assessing how am I really feeling? Like what's really going on and what, you know, whatever my emotion is, what's the healthy way to express that and, and be okay with it, you know, (laughs) feel all the feels and. Yeah, that's, that's important for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and, And just get it out, whatever it is. So that that was another interesting aspect to just seeing these pictures that I was like, yes, feel feel how you're feeling, get emotional, be excited, be happy, express it, do it, <laughs> live it, be it. 
Um, I like it. I, I, I was loving it. So, anyways, I know that's kind of kind of a, a cop out story of hope for you because <laughs> it's more just Amy's everyday life. But I don't think so, though. I, I think I think that represents a huge chunk of hope, really. I mean, that, that's you know, to everything you talked about, it, it's just about being able to see like a return to happiness, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, to put it mildly, I guess, but yeah, it's very inspiring and it does my mental health well to know that I, I now live in a world again where Disneyland is open, you know, and just what that means to society as a whole, you know, that the healing has begun and yeah, yeah, we still have some work to do, but Things are looking brighter every day. So that that's a positive thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. So how about you, my friend? What you got? Well, my story is an interesting one. And I think this might be uh, inspired by my Idaho living. So <laughs> as I've chronicled, you know, I've been like pruning trees. And so I, I've been out doing a lot of more gardening type tasks, especially in the spring here. Uh, not something I was accustomed to, you know, apartment living in Southern California. <laughs> Gardening really wasn't a thing for me. But here, I started to do it. And I caught eyes on a study that was recently uh, conducted. And uh, it, it looked at gardening. And basically, they concluded that if you garden just minimum of two times a week, uh, it will ultimately lower your stress, and improve your overall mental health. So this was a study from Britain's Royal Horticultural Society that surveyed more than 6,000 people, and they found that the results were pretty interesting. So those who gardened regularly scored overall 6% higher on a well-being scale than people who didn't garden. And more importantly, they lowered their stress levels by over 4%. And another interesting thing they found is that gardening every day actually has the same positive impact on your well-being uh, as regular vigorous exercise, like cycling or hmm. running or something like that. I guess when we're gardening, our brains are kind of distracted and we don't realize like how much exercise we're doing. <laughs> you know, and our brain sees it kind of more of a, a pleasurable thing, you know, whereas running... Yeah, some people do find pleasure in that. Other people are like, it's just something I have to do because that's what I've been told (laughs) I need to do in order to (laughs) eventually feel better about myself. But, you know, gardening, I guess it's, they found that it's distracting for your brain. Like you see it more as a pleasurable activity. And as such, you know, you'll probably typically spend more time doing it. And yeah, you're, you're reaping a lot of the same benefits as actual running. Uh, now, that's not to say that you should replace your regular exercising with gardening, but, you know, if you supplement that, then you're going to get twice the benefit, right? So, I found that interesting. And honestly, you know, as someone who didn't garden at all before, <laughs> now I'm doing more of it, I can kind of see, like, you know, it is oddly satisfying and I can mm-hmm. see how it lowers your stress level because, you're really kind of just intently focused on this activity. And, you know, before you know it, like an hour's gone by and you're just sitting there planting, you know, flowers or what have you. And I, I never really thought that I would, you know, have a green thumb, so to speak. But <laughs> I guess, you know, here I am in Idaho. <laughs> it's brought it, brought it out of you, yeah. Doing yeah. a lot of things I never thought I would do. Yeah. It makes sense. 
yeah, I was I was excited to read that, honestly. And I'm like, yeah, and now that I've done some gardening, it does make a lot of sense. But, you know, and, and it's such a cool thing to do. And, you know, I've seen like tons of pictures, especially, you know, people in California now, you know, they've created like these like planters in their backyard and they're doing their own kind of gardening. Uh, I actually have a friend uh, from high school who started in her backyard a very small space, but she's just built like these wooden planters. And so she has all of these like plants and herbs. And basically she has her own kind of botanical garden Mm -hmm. (laughs) in her backyard. And uh, this was something that the pandemic, you know, prompted her to do and she's loved it. So I, I can totally see, you know, gardening is something that can definitely lower your stress level. I'm glad to see that science has backed that up. So. Yeah, I, I follow several um, accounts on Instagram that do artistic drawings of different things pertaining to self-care. And I've always seen gardening as one of their ideas. And I I guess I didn't really put that together until you just mentioned that article. Having the scientific backing makes sense. But I guess um, the exercise aspect, like I get it, you're kind of in these weird squatting positions and um, kind of using your body in ways that using different muscles yeah. would utilize those large muscle groups. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes, that makes a whole lot of sense, but like the calming aspect of it, I don't know. I think there's something about having your hands and feet in the earth. It's like know? a grounding like, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. No, I agree with so. that, you know, and, and there's also something, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you can garden with other people, but, I think most people, it's kind of a solitary thing. So it's it's like your mental break from the world, right? It's like your escape, and you're you're kind of just there with your garden plants, what have you. You know, it, it's similar to like you know people like to golf or something like that. You know, it's sort of like a return to nature, and kind of you're able to reset your mind. And yeah, so I I can see it. You know, now that I have experience. <laughs> Uh, I can see it. You know, it, it's definitely, I, it's helped for sure for me. That's awesome. Okay. So I have to ask, what is your favorite thing that you've planted or worked on in gardening? Well, the uh, so the other week, like I planted some tulips, which that was interesting and that was fun. So I, I think, you know, flowers are, are kind of interesting because it's, you, you see almost like the immediate like results of it, you know, especially like if you're planting them when they're in, you know, bloom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's also fun to plant something where it's not in season yet. And then you actually see it like come bloom, you know, a few weeks later or whatever. And that was the tulips. They bloomed later and it was just kind of like delayed gratification kind of thing, you know. Hmm. And I, I don't know. I just found it kind of interesting. Very cool. Fascinating. So, yeah. I, I can now say that I've planted tulips. <laughs> That's awesome. Would have never thought that would be the case, but who knew? Here we are, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> never know what to expect. Awesome. So, but yeah, that, that's my story of hope. If you like gardening or if you're thinking about it, hey, I would say give it a try. It could do you well with mental health and uh, physical exercise as well. So, there you go. Yeah. Sounds like the benefits are definitely. Worth giving it a try. And if you want to actually read up on the study yourself, uh, I believe it was issued in science sciencedirect.com. I will definitely leave a link in the show notes so you can uh, read all about it. All right. Well, before we get out of here, 
uh, as we like to do, Amy and I will each offer recommendations, something we've been enjoying uh, or partaking in that we think you'll enjoy. So, uh, Amy, what do you have for us this week? Well, my recommendation is um, some really fun uh, products that um, I recently purchased. Um, and they can all be found on, they're created by Piccadilly Inc. Com. And uh, they create just some really cool um, guided journals, um, books with writing prompts or drawing prompts That's cool. or yeah. other themed of different things, uh, book club journals, complete the story kind of a journal Um One's called A Journey Within, and it's this introspective activity journal to kind of help you um, get to know yourself better if you're in a place where that needs to happen. Like, there's a gratitude journal. There's the, the book of letters I'll never send, um, a question a day journal, and um, there's just a whole bunch. I like that. You know, and speaking of mental health, like journaling is so good for your mental health. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, the ones that I uh, purchased, um, I actually found at Five Below. Um, so they were like five bucks a piece, and which I think is pretty cheap for a cool little journal. Yeah, for sure. Um, but they're like high quality, actual like high quality books that, you know, have a space for you to write in. And um, the one... That I started with first um, is called Write the Poem. I like it. Each page has uh, a theme. So write a poem about trees or write a poem about the ocean or, you know, has all these different ideas. And then they have word associations on the side. And so you can kind of make it a game and see how many of the words you can um utilize in your poem you know whatever you create it just kind of like I don't know forces you to just make something sometimes the creative block is is legit it's a real creative block and sometimes it's just in our heads but it paralyzes you a lot of the time and makes it so that you just can't create anything but this it just kind of forces you it gives you some place to start so it's giving you the prompt giving you some words to use. It makes it super easy um, to just get something down on paper. And then um, I, you know, kind of have fun going back afterwards and then tweaking it and improving it. And the um, the book itself has just been a really great tool to kind of spark the creativity and at least get something flowing and down on paper. Uh, the other book that um, I got is called The Story of My Life. And it's just kind of this interesting concept of like, it kind of asks you the story of you. And it's been a fun opportunity to kind of... Be a horror story different... in my case. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, that's your story. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it just forces you to have these conversations when, and ask the questions to, if you don't know. Like, and I'm realizing, oh, there's certain things that I don't know about my grandparents or, you know, how so-and-so met so-and-so and just these little details. Get you to ask those questions, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then write it down. And then when you go through the whole book, you've journaled about 
your family and about you and, um, you know, weird things. Like, I think one of the questions was, what are um, things that you associate with your, or that you remember about your childhood bedroom? Like, smells or things that you saw or, like, things that were there. Like, what, you know. <laughs> and it was just a really interesting thing to reflect on to go back. I yeah. don't know. It was yeah, it's definitely really interesting. Fun. So that's one that's in progress. And then um, another one that I picked up is called 3,000 Questions About Me. It's one of those guided journals thing, journal things where it just asks a bunch of um, really random questions <laughs> and um, forces you to think. And then it's kind of fun because then you have these random questions that you can talk to with a friend. And they have so many different versions. There's... Um, you know, 3,000 would you rather questions or 3,000 questions about my future or 3,000 what if questions or 3,000 pick this or that questions or I don't know. There's those, there's writing prompts, there's just so many different versions of these little journals. Um, and they are available for between 5 to $10, depending on um, what retailer you purchase them from. I know I've seen them at Target. Like I said, I got mine at Five Below. Um, I know that the website, their website lists all the different retailers that carry their stuff. Um, and they also on their website have an online PDF store where you can get digital editable PDF versions of a lot of the journals as well. So if that's something that you prefer, I think they're all like about four bucks. I think it's like $3.99. Really fun, easy way to try journaling and do it a little differently so yeah that's my recommendation journaling is so fun and it can be yeah like i, I mentioned just so important to your mental health like it, it makes a huge difference and i love the three thousand question ones because that's great because it gets you to think about yourself so you can kind of get in tune with you know side of yourself maybe you can find out things that you don't normally think about or just bring out the subconscious thoughts or something. And But what's great is you can then take those questions and talk to a friend and kind of get to know them better, you know, exactly, more intimately. Yeah. So it's like yeah. the book that keeps on giving, really, you know, which yeah. is great. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Thanks. How about you? What you got for us? So my pick this week, uh, I'm taking us back to Disney+. Plus. So TV show. Okay. And, you know, I, again, this is mainstream so i'm assuming most people have watched this by now but just in case you haven't and I, my mind was just blown by it so i have to talk about it i'm going to talk about the falcon and the winter soldier on disney plus oh yes if i can just say like so far like marvel has just hit it out of the park with these disney plus shows like i had expected to enjoy them because you know it's the marvel cinematic universe and i think we've come to expect a certain level of quality you know it, it's very <laughs> rare that they throw a miss our way. Yeah. Yeah. These have just been on another level. And mm -hmm. I am all for, I guess, I don't know if it's Disney Plus, the format that allows them to tell these longer format stories, but they're getting into like these complex themes. And I just feel like this is, we've reached a point where, you know, the Infinity Saga was kind of like the intro. It was like the nice, warm, like, hey, here's an intro to all of our great characters. Like, you're going to fall in love with us. <laughs> and we've passed the romance phase. Now we're in the phase where we can get to, like, some real issues, you know, and real, like, make you feel a certain way. Got the meat and potatoes. Yes. Yeah. Shades of gray type storytelling, you know. It's not necessarily black and white and 
yeah, I'm, I've just been very impressed. Full disclosure, like I expected to enjoy the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, but I, I fully expected it to be very similar to what we had received before with Marvel, you know, kind of a similar to like the Captain America films, which you know, I, I've enjoyed. So, I, you know, I knew I was going to like it, but no, this got really deep and it, it really uh, brought forth some issues that I thought were super, super relevant to the times we're living right now and uh, very poignant. And I just, kudos to Disney and Marvel. Like these shows have just been great. And I know both of them were like greenlit before 2020. So I can only assume like a lot of these scripts were written prior but man, they were prophetic because mm. they were so impactful. They you know? were spot on. <laughs> yeah. WandaVision with grief, which, you know, sadly with the pandemic, a lot of people are dealing with grief and processing that. And then Falcon the Winter Soldier with, you know, just uh, what it means to be a black person in society and especially a black person trying to be America's symbol, right? And just all the complex issues that go with that. And it was just really well done. I, I was very impressed. And so if you if you have not watched this show yet, and if you haven't watched WandaVision, even if you were kind of like whatever about the other Marvel properties, like I would say, dude, go out of your way and check these out because it's some amazing storytelling, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think uh, you'll be sorry for it. I agree. It's worth it. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that about does it for this episode. If you enjoyed your time with us, the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. And you can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com. And we would love to share an extra dose of hope with you to help carry you between episodes. And so you can find us on Instagram at awohopes, which stands for World of Hopes. Yes, that's us on Instagram. Come find us. We are sharing all kinds of fun things, um, just trying to spread hope and smiles throughout the week. And we'd love to have you uh, connect with us there and join in on sharing as well. We'd love to hear your stories of hope. We do. And if you happen to be around Tuesday, every Tuesday, Amy and I jump on Instagram and to talk live. It's a session we call Talk It Out with Chuck and Amy. And, uh, you know, usually we'll have a prompt, but... Uh, we'll talk about anything. So anything that's on your mind, anything you want to talk about, uh, you can find us on Instagram, uh, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. So yeah, we invite you to uh, join us there. We'd love to connect with you. That would be awesome. Definitely. All right. Until next time, take care, everyone. Bye. Dramatic poetic reading. It's going to be good. Sadness washes over me. Slowly, one wave after another, it billows and swells, an exhausting tide that ebbs and flows, pulling me deep into a rip current, entangling me in a slippery seaweed of shootings and fires and politics and destruction and hate, a deep ocean of fears and anxiety, wave after, powerful wave, pulling me into the deep until the current wins and carries me away into its dark and relentless abyss.